Hey, I'm Anjali, and I watch a lot of TV. I'm hosting a television review podcast called Anjali Vision, and it'll air every other week through the Trident Network. I'll have interesting guests each episode to answer important questions like, how quickly would you resort to cannibalism in different post-apocalyptic TV show scenarios? And who's the best daddy on TV right now? Jamie, where are you going? Just to crawl under a rock. Why? You just won a $1,000 savings bond. No, I was just publicly humiliated when my journal was read in front of the entire class. What are you talking about? Everyone loved... Wait, whoa, that was your journal? Yes, and it was a mistake and now it's published. Chill out, all right? The whole thing's gonna blow over before you know it. You think so? I know so. Dun, dun, dun! Spoiler alert, it did not Does not blow blow over. over. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to the commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today, we're talking about Read It and Weep. And I hope we remember enough about it to talk about it. <laughs> That's right, because it has been, what, six weeks? It's been a while. <laughs> uh, longer. Um, we recorded pre-strike. Right. But we so we we recorded in July, mm-hmm. mid July was probably the last time we recorded, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's been whoa, it's yeah, been like almost three months. Oh my gosh, oh my <laughs> I've seen you so much in the last week. That's true. In person, Al and I um are we've mentioned this, but in case you missed it, we are directing an improvised decom live show. Um, and so we see each other a lot because of that. And we hang out with our cast. We have rehearsals. We go to shows. And we're cool, fun director moms. That's right. But we're excited to be back here for you post strike. Yeah. Post strike. This is so exciting. This is exciting. So, uh, anyway, it's been a while and it has not only been a while since we recorded, but it's been a while since we watched this movie. Yeah. I don't think. We were going to record it pre-strike and then the strike happened. So we just didn't because we both had conflicts and just couldn't get to it. So, yeah. And then it also we were planning to record, you know, during the strike and have it ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And it got rescheduled. I kept kept telling Val, read it and weep was cursed. So maybe we weren't meant to record at all during the strike. And that's why read it and weep was cursed. And so now post strike, here we are ready for read it and weep. That's right. And we are reading and we are weeping. (laughs) We are weeping. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, let's uh, at least the business is all written down so okay. we can definitely get through that cool and then we'll see how we do for the rest for the of weeping this. okay yes um okay great so read it and weep came out july 21st 2006 so if we had recorded this on time we would have been almost right exactly mm-hmm. yep matching up um alas no it was directed by paul hohen who also directed Luck of the Irish, True Confessions, You Wish, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, Cheetah Girls, Jump In, uh, Dad Napped, Camp Rock 2, How to Build a Better Boy, and Zombies 1 through 3. Wow. So he's one of our prolific And I think that he's great, but I don't like this. You also don't like Luck of the Irish, so maybe you don't think he's great. That's true. But if they gave him three zombies movies, he has to be pretty okay in a way. I mean, we'll find out when we get there. We I also didn't like You Wish, which is another one he did. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Paul. We have some words. You're on you're you're about 50-50 for us right now. Nice. (laughs) Um, it was written by uh three people. Julia DeVillers, who for whom this was their her only credit. So I don't know if why maybe she wrote 
I don't know if this is based on a book. Perhaps she was the author of the book. Yeah. And then it was also written by Patrick J. Clifton and Beth Rigazio, who also wrote Go Figure together. Oh. And they the only other notable credit was they wrote Raising Helen, which mm, we talked about last I time. I do remember that. Go Figure. Mm-hmm. Okay. The cast is as follows. Kay Panabaker plays, played Jamie Bartlett. You might recognize her from Life is Rough. Uh, she was also on Summerland, Phil of the Future, No Ordinary Family, but basically stopped acting in 2012. Mm-hmm. Her sister, Danielle Panabaker, played Is, her fictional counterpart. Mm-hmm. And she, you might remember her from Stuck in the Suburbs. Um, she was also in Sky High, Shark, um, some Hallmark movies, and the show The Flash. Yes. She has a lot of Instagram followers. Yeah. Well, The Flash was pretty popular. Yeah. I think it just ended. I think so. That's the Um, Grant Gustin one. Yes. I know him from Glee. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Alexandra Crosney played Harmony. She was also in Stuck in the Suburbs, and she's a character actor. She's just been in lots of things. Marquise C. Brown played Lindsay, and she was in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, mm-hmm. which I now know what that is. Exists. And she's also a character actor. Cool. Um, just been in lots of stuff. Allison Scaglioti played Sawyer, a.k.a. Myrna, mm-hmm. in the um, fictional universe that Jamie creates. She was on Drake and Josh. Yep. Uh, she was on Warehouse 13. Stitchers and Raven's Home. Mm. Mm-hmm. I very much remember her from Drake and Josh. I believe she's Josh's girlfriend. Oh. And I think she's only like credited in like 10 episodes or something, but I feel like she had such a huge arc in that. And like that is exactly what I remember from remember her from. It's very funny. Interesting. I never watched Drake and Josh. I was a little too old, I think. Mm. Yeah. I do. I always forget that you're 53. <laughs> I know. You always say I'm 53. Exactly 53. Mm-hmm. You never change. <laughs> I never age. I'm never change, never age. You look um, great. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, Jason Dolly oh! uh, played played Connor Kennedy. Um, he was uh, in Complete Savages, Corey in the House, mm-hmm. Hatching Pete, mm-hmm. and Good Luck Charlie. Mm-hmm. And he was one of my crushes growing up. Can't wait to check the box. <laughs> very nice. I yeah, very much loved him. He was my childhood crush, Jason Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> that blonde, flowy hair. <laughs> He's a very sweet character in this movie. Mm-hmm. I like his character in this movie. Yeah. Chad Broski played Marco Vega, um, the cool guy. And he did like a couple random episodes on some Disney shows and then stopped acting in 2016. Mm. So better things to do. I guess so. Um, Tom Vertu played Ralph Bartlett. So that's Jamie's dad. You probably know him from even Stevens. Mm -hmm. He was the dad in even Stevens, but he was also in under wraps, brink, horse sense and he's just like a big character actor yeah i even this is so weird and random but um in my not my most my current job but my job before when i had to do my like corporate training videos he was like the bad like middle-aged white guy oh my gosh all the corporate training videos and i was like this is so traumatizing <laughs> to watch even steven's dad be this horrible person That's yeah funny. so he, he works he just gets it done he's working yeah and most recently he was in something called big george foreman which i think like just came out oh it like, was just out yeah cool yeah so he's he's still out there Robin Riker played Diana, who I believe was um, Jamie's mom. She was also in Brink. She played the mom in mm-hmm. Brink. Um, she was also in Don't Look Under the Bed. She played Ooh. the mom in Don't Look Under the Bed. Ooh. And she is also a character actor. She, some, a couple things. She was in Brothers, Get a Life, Thunder Alley, and a bunch of soap operas. Cool. Yeah. Nick Whitaker played Lenny Bartlett. I believe that's the younger brother 
older brother, older brother. He was in High School Musical one and three Mm. and Hatching Pete. Cool. He did look familiar. So I think he's a singer. Like, Mm. I don't think he's an actor per se. So I think that's maybe why he doesn't have like a ton of acting credits. Felicia Fajeco played Jennifer One, one of the little sidekicks of the of Myrna or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. She was also in High School Musical. Melinda Money played Jennifer Two. She was in Pixel Perfect and High School Musical. Cool. And finally, Joyce Cohen played Miss Gallagher, who I believe was her agent. Yes. Uh, and she was on Wish Upon a Star. Whoa. The proto decom. Yeah. Um, and she was in Pixel Perfect and High School Musical. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, the synopsis is as follows. A schoolgirl's private journal becomes a bestseller after she accidentally hands it in as a homework assignment. Yep. That's what happens. There might have, there maybe could have been like a second sentence that's like, and then there were repercussions. (laughs) (laughs) They're implied. Yeah, they're implied. There are literally no fun facts about this movie that I could find. So apologies. Wow. That's saying something. I know. But that does mean that the business has concluded. Wow. Thanks for doing your business, Val. Anytime. I'm so glad to be back in business. Back in, back, back in business. Back in business. Al and Val, back in business. Hey, Al. Yeah, Val. Did you have any first impressions of this? Did I have any? I sure did. Do I remember any of them? (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) Uh, I need everyone to know that Val just said, how do we do this? (laughs) So maybe we we can never go on hiatus again. Also, if well, you didn't listen, it, okay, so I feel like before we get into my quotes or moments, if you didn't listen to our last episode, which had the cast of Improvised Decom on it, Val, at the very end, announced some exciting news. Val, say it again. I'm going to be an aunt. <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm with child. Val so is with child. There will be a little Hal. <laughs> Uh, appearing um, in December. so graciously naming her child after me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And not her grandma and her husband's grandma. (laughs) Um, Very exciting times. uh, And Val, all of us here at D-Commentaries wish you the best. (laughs) All of us. (laughs) All Uh, of us here. uh, All this to say... That because we didn't record anything during the strike, the, uh, like we strike, had ended, we are probably going to have to go on another break towards the end of this year. We will try to mitigate that as best we can, and I will probably be, you know, itching to get back pretty quickly. But she's going to you know, miss we, me I just so don't. much. Seriously. So I we don't know exactly how long that break will be, but we will. Uh, you know, keep you posted and we will try to keep it as short as is possible within the realm of, you know, health and personal wellness. So Mm -hmm. anyway, Val is planning on having the baby and then coming back the next week. So let's make sure we all (laughs) uphold that. Okay. (laughs) If you don't mind her literally being present during recordings and making whatever noises she decides to make, then we can have. You have to deal with whatever whatever noises I make. So I think we'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I'm the one who has to edit it. Um, All right. You can't put off your first impressions anymore. Oh, fine. Were they? Um, Okay. So I remember not liking this movie. I'm going to give it a four because that's what I remember. I don't ever need to watch it again, but I've seen worse movies. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I think it had such good intentions and it could have been a good movie and it just was not. Fair enough. I think I saw it when I was a kid and when it came out, but I don't remember it having a chokehold on my childhood like some of these movies. (laughs) Val, first impressions. Thanks, Al. I kind of felt the same way i think that this movie kind of falls into that category that i don't love of the sort of over the top like campy feeling decoms um which kind of makes sense because this guy i think paul hohen is responsible for some of the ones that i haven't really enjoyed 
very much. Again, I totally agree with you that the premise of this movie is really interesting, mm-hmm. right? This girl keeps a really like imaginative journal where she sort of, you know, writes like what she wishes her life would be essentially like sticking it to the bullies and like being cool and all these things. And then it like accidentally gets literally published as a book and everyone like loves it. And um, she has to be humbled after like kind of, you know, getting too cool for school. Like, honestly, it kind of feels a little bit in that way. Like that part of it feels a lot like Mean Girls, Mm -hmm. you know, and obviously Mean Girls is a great movie. Well, at least I think it is. Yes. And like even the like it's not even so part of part of what makes this movie a little bit over the top is like we see like visual representations of or like acting out of some of her diary. Mm -hmm. So like that's why her sister is in this movie because she's playing like her, like the cool, tough version of her. And like, I don't even necessarily dislike that like as a, as a mechanic in the movie. Yeah. I just, there's something about this that like didn't land for me. And I honestly can't even really totally put my finger on it. I, one thing I was confused about was is who is like her avatar in, you know, her, her older sister mm-hmm. um, who's playing her in her stories goes from being her avatar to being like the devil on her shoulder. Yeah, and it, it turned very like, OK, is she OK? Because she's like talking to herself and people are noticing. Right, right. So it goes from like this sort of very healthy exercise of just like writing about how you're feeling or like using your imagination to make yourself feel better to talking to yourself, letting an imaginary person you created like influence your decision-making. It just, it was a little confusing. I I think that like the story lost the plot a little bit, like partway through. Um, So yeah, I I agreed, had a lot of potential and it just kind of didn't, land for me yeah al did you have any favorite quotes or moments sure i have one favorite moment and then a couple of favorite quotes my favorite moment is the amount of side bangs that are in this movie they are prominent (laughs) in this movie these are my favorite quotes they're only the coolest kids in the kingdom yeah it's mostly fiction i don't have a date or a snorkel (laughs) There must be someone here you can talk to. And then they see a dog. (laughs) Um, Hooligans. We have hooligans. And then there was a newscaster on television that said, up next, seven things in your toilet bowl that could kill you. (laughs) So those are my favorite quotes. That's so funny. I missed that. Mm -hmm. Val. Yes. Quotes and moments. Here I go. Okay. I liked there was a line in her journal where she says a cheerleader so vile, even milk curdled at the sound of her name. (laughs) I like that. Mm -hmm. I want to be supportive, honey, but you might be discerning us right out of business (laughs) (laughs) because the dad is like obsessed with trying really weird flavors on his pizzas at their pizza shop. Um, And the wife is like kindly telling him to stop doing that. (laughs) So. Smile, only two hours till closing. Yeah, but three and a half years left of high school. <laughs> uh, the the follow-up to, I don't have a date or a snorkel is, I have a snorkel. Because <laughs> it was like an underwater-themed like homecoming dance. Right, right. And then I think they're talking about the brother here, and they said, he should play at the dance. He should also wash his hands more than he does, but I don't think we're going to get him to do either. (laughs) Uh, I would rather have friends than fans any day. Whoa, I wouldn't. I love all my fans. I hate all my friends. (laughs) And then I think my favorite, I don't have like one favorite moment, but like there were just a lot of weird choices. Mm -hmm. Like the popular girls all wore like power suits yeah um their cafeteria at their school looked like a mall food court mm-hmm. her bedroom looked like five bedrooms combined with like a sunroom and like 
just I like I literally wrote how rich is this girl? Yeah. Like right at the beginning because she just her room and all the stuff in it was just so insane. There's just like some bizarre things in this movie. And like one thing I I normally like, but maybe because it was like in the context of a lot of this other stuff is like she's very smart. Right. So she talks yeah. like an adult, um, which like normally I actually appreciate because I kind of felt like that when I was her age. Mm -hmm. But I think because it was like combined with all these like weird anomalous choices, I was just like, OK, I'm I'm like done with you. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. OK. Val's done with you. <laughs> Is it time for a synopsis? Val, my top spin off. My top spin off for the last how many ever weeks waiting <laughs> impatiently. You've been waiting synopsis. topless this whole time. Yeah, the people of Chicago are loving it. <laughs> well, I will join you. Thanks. And Welcome. we can fl float in on a whale, a, a hang whale <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> Draw me like one of your diary entries. Okay. <laughs> um. Once again, I wrote down all these notes. And I haven't seen this movie in like three months. So if this is wrong, because I, y'all know, sometimes I'm wrong. And that's strictly based on my note taking and my comprehension skills. <laughs> I think we're going to give me some grace today. Okay. Always. Always. So if I'm wrong and you're like, read it and weep is my favorite movie and you're wrong. I want you to zip your lip. I don't want you to say anything. Okay. okay. All right, Val, you also don't really remember this movie. And so even if I don't know, Val also might not know. That's true. Okay. We'll see. Lights up, hun. <laughs> A narrator. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, Al. It's okay. And we see Iz, and this, we're this, this narrating like a diary about high school, and Iz is the coolest and strongest person. And I said, oh, my God, it's played by her older sister. So this is Danielle playing Kay's older sister. So we love them. And then um, we see Jamie, who is Kate, is the narrator of her own di diary, and she is a lame-o, lamey lame, um, but she makes her diary very exciting and very cool. And then we get, this is the story of how my private personal journal became a bestseller, which we didn't need, which is why I will always, uh, you don't need a narrator. This is an aside. One of my favorite movies, I just realized like has a narrator in the very beginning, the holiday. What? Oh, and it, it does. Oh, yeah, it does. One, but it's Kate, Kate Wins right? It's Kate yeah. Winslet. She intros the movie, and I was just re like watching it, being like, "This doesn't." And I love that movie. It is forever one of my it's favorite movies. Agreed. Honestly, probably top two. But like, <sighs> doesn't need a narrator. Okay, I'm always seeing no narrator. Maybe we, are you are you a Jude Law or a Jack Black? Oh, I mean, I'm Amanda Woods day in, day out. So that automatically equates me to Jude Law. I see. I'm a Jack Black girl, specifically in that movie. Like, I'm like, I think that I am an Amanda Woods who falls in love with a Jack Black in my real life, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> I don't think any Jude Law characters out there are really thinking that I'm the whole bag of beans, you know? Oh, shut your face. No. Okay. So <laughs> she's a limo. She's doing the private personal journal story. Then we see Myrna. Myrna is mean in the story in the diary and her real name is Sawyer. Um, her brother hates her. She hates her brother. They fight. Um, her dad is even Steven's dad and he owns a pizza place. That's very exciting. Okay. Then she has a, a sleepover with her friends and they're like, what's your term paper about? Because there's this contest where the best one gets printed. So that's how you know she's rich. Cause she lives in a town where the high school, middle school, high school kids like term paper is going to be printed. Yeah. Also this makes no sense. Like what, like, what do you mean? It's whatever. Anyway, keep going. Um, 
then her printer dies. Oh no. And she's watching TV and she is dragging it to a different printer. And she, instead of dragging her term paper, she drags her journal. And that's the one that gets printed because she sent the wrong one to her friend to print out. Her friend just turns it in. And then the story, it's printed. It's everywhere. It's in the newspaper. And everyone loves it. No one has any idea at this point that it's about them. Um, they know, they don't know that it's like her journal. They just assume that it's like a story. Um, and then we have like a soft music moment with Jason Dolly, which made it my heart flutter. Um, and then they're like, we want you to write a book. And, uh, she's like, I don't know what to write. I have no more pages, but like my journals, I could just print my journals. Then is pops up in like a Tupac hologram way and just like trying to help and then within minutes national bestseller i mean reese's book club oprah's talking about it it's <laughs> on the shelves at barnes and noble um everyone's reading it she is popular she's now popular everyone's like oh my god you're so cool and popular and marco her crush is paying attention to her Sometimes. Well, yeah, because she was original enough to name her main crush in the story, Marco. <laughs> she didn't even change his name. Nope. Um, but then her and all of her friends work at the pizza place because it's busy. And so she's there working, helping out the family. Oh, what card for the money? And then she gets interviewed by the stations. They're, they're- also, Marco keeps calling her is. Like he keeps yeah. calling her like the character from her book, which is very obnoxious. It's and he's just gross. Stupid. I don't like him at all. No. And then the interviewers are there and then there's like the one manager who's like the lead person is like super controlling. Um, and then Jason Dolly in the movie like doesn't have parents, but he has a really, really hot older brother. Yeah, who's he, like a grown man. Who's a grown man playing his brother. And so it makes it seem like maybe their parents are not in the picture. And so it's just the two of them. And so he's the like f- like father figure filled in. And he is hot. <laughs> he is. He's very cute. He's hot. And he has a car. He's got a car, the most important which thing. I don't. And so that's why I'm attracted to him. <laughs> um... And then Lenny is uh, Kay, uh, Jamie's brother and he's playing music and they all love him. And then he should play the dance. Val said it. She said that. Then um, because she's this famous author, she flies to New York. Okay, Rich. Even though I just did that. <laughs> okay, sort of. I'm rich. I once... Flew to New York for literally like 12 hours. You could to, to see, see Waitress. Yeah, to see yes. Waitress when both Sarah Bareilles and Jason Mraz were in the two Rich. lead roles. Okay, and then I flew to New it was York to see my <laughs> It was $75? <laughs> yeah, because I did like the super economy because I just had like a little backpack. Right, yeah, you don't need to close. And yeah, so I just had my like things that I, I wanted to sign. I spent $75 just getting downtown. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to go to CIBC Theater. Okay, I'm spending 30 bucks there, 30 bucks back. I'm going to New York next time. Okay, um, so. Wait, yeah. sorry, real quick. I do just want to establish a couple things. She does okay, not get along. Okay, that line when she said she doesn't remember this movie. No, I just, the character dynamics. She does not get along with her older brother at all. They are like constantly fighting mm-hmm. and very at odds with each other. Also, Connor, who's played by Jason Dolly, has a huge crush on her, but they're mm-hmm. friends. Yes. But so it's kind of unrequited for most yeah. of the movie. I just wanted to get those two things clear because, like, we didn't establish that <laughs> at all. So cool. Anyway, continue. Great. So I also flew to New York because my friends got married on the Today Show. So that's right. Rich. They did. Okay. I also had to say that because everyone was wondering why I flew to New York. Um, okay. Then she flies to New York. She has a montage of interviews. They're, they're bad. They were bad because she's nervous, but then is saver of the day. Her better alter ego pops in, helps her out with those interviews. They're better. Then she's at this like party after party. And she's like trying to like fit in. She doesn't. And so that's when she sees the dog and is like, 
oh, that's nice. I like the dog. And then she gets stuck to this famous girl, like their hair gets stuck together. And this famous girl's mean and she's wearing a tiara, like completely unironically. Um, But then her famous friend is like super nice. Um, And that was like that. Never came back again. Never came back. Um, and then her friends that her two best friends who are very um, proactive in the uh, like. One's an artist and one's, one's an activist. Activist. Thank you. They are proactive in the activist community is what I was trying mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are starting to be really sad that she's like changing into this person who they know she's not. And so their relationship is changing. Um she says, I wouldn't miss it for the world, which is the protest. And then I wrote, which means she's missing it. <laughs> and then the hot guy comes up in lunch. Marco, lunch stops. And then they're like, who do you want to sit? And then the mean Myrna, so Sawyer, is like suddenly nice. And she like wants to hang out. And so you know what she's doing. She's using her popularity. Um, And then Jason Dolly, Connor, is sad. And he wants to take her to the dance. But he can't because she's already going Marco. <laughs> and then her parents have a heart to heart. We see some par- parental party parental what it's just party they were like partying his parents oh okay so then um right as like marco is like trying to ask her to the dance uh connor is like getting a pep talk from his brother like ask her to the dance just ask her man just try just try just try he tries to call her but she's too popular all of her lines are busy the caller you are trying to reach is unavailable because they're too popular and then marco and Connor run up to her and Marco asks her right before Connor can. And so she's going with him. She, of course, as I mentioned, forgot about the protest and her friends are rightfully upset. And uh, she starts to talk to Iz like she's the devil on her shoulder. So Iz is starting to like be have her make all these decisions that just don't make sense. Um, And then uh, no one's at the protest, like literally no one. And one of her friends goes, I liked her better when she didn't have a handler (laughs) saying something. And then she announces to the world that all the events are real. She said, this, this actually is my real life. And people are shocked. The fact that no one knew that that's what this was about the whole freaking time is like, how stupid are you exactly to not know that this is about you you underestimate the readers of Reese's book club apparently <laughs> um so then the next day she shows up to school in a wig and everyone's mad because she wrote about them um laugh out loud so she literally tried to mia thermopolis this and be like take off the hat mia um so then is is like taking over and is being mean and telling her to keep being mean, mean, mean to everyone. And you're finally popular and don't let anyone boss you around. She talks to Marco about him being in the book and he's like, cool. (laughs) And then Sawyer is uh, running around bad PR. Um, She, and so she, Jamie tries to get her friends, but they're sad and they leave. So she sits with Marco alone at lunch and she realizes he's a turd. And then business is down at the pizza place. The pizza place went up because she was a good writer and then now has gone down because everyone hates her now. Right. So her friends are setting up for the dance because she roped them in to, to setting up for setting the dance. Up, and then she ditched them. <laughs> then she ditches them. And then she's also like staple gunning a huge whale. So there's this huge whale at the top of the gym and they're like yeah Yeah. they're like staple gunning and i wrote which shouldn't an adult be doing that (laughs) um and then what is darbus what are they doing in a tree what are those two doing in a tree (laughs) um that's funny (laughs) (laughs) then is tells her is so her figment of her imagination who is now she is like actively talking out loud to tells her that everyone's afraid of her she said, everyone's afraid of you, so you should be more badass. And then she told Lenny, they got in this huge fight. Her and her brother got in this huge fight. She goes, you need a quick guitar because you suck. What? Then she comes home the next day, guitar in the trash. Smashed in the trash. Tr- smashed. Sh- trashed. 
And then um, she goes and apologizes to him and was like, hey, didn't mean to tell you to quit. I just hate you. <laughs> and that was that. Then all of her friends disappear from her aim. All of her friends were on. She logged on. You've got mail. And they all logged off. If she put up an away message. No, no, it's it. Except Connor. And they have a you've got mail moment. And he wrote, no, I hate what you've become. <gasps> oh, right in the heartstrings. And then Connor writes a passage in the newspaper defending her. And he didn't put a name. And I wrote in caps, oh, my God, she thinks it's Marco. And this is because he writes in a specific way. And she has read Marco's term paper and papers. But it turns out that Connor writes Marco's papers. So she thinks it's Marco, but it's actually Connor. We're going to it's going to get crazy in just a second. <laughs> so then. um he plays along and he calls her is, which is weird. Val mentioned that he kept calling her is. And then this is why they're not rich. Val dad says last month's sales aren't going to cover this year's losses. We need to sell the parlor. <gasps> Maybe downsize your house for right? selling that parlor. <laughs> then is comes to her and tries to be mean again. You have plenty of money in your trust fund. Okay. Rich again. <laughs> so then I wrote, then why do they have to sell the parlor? <laughs> well, basically, they're not like the normal, you know, actor parents who steal all their kids money. Like she earned this money from her book sales. So they just oh, put it. Into, I didn't even think about her being rich like a trust for her. Mm. And th- it's not like they're going to take her money to like save the pizza parlor. Wow. That is really nice because, you know, actor parents do steal Shia LaBeouf. OK, so then she arrives to the dance. Her friends. They walk away. Just walk away. Just walk away. And then she's with Marco, who asked her to the dance, who seemingly is the hottest guy in school, but he doesn't have any other friends. And that is confusing to me. Because he sucks. Sucks. Then everyone's dancing. They're laughing. They're living. There's a live band, which I think is very cool. Rich school. And then there's this guy dancing with finger guns. Then Marco keeps calling her is and it is weird because she has asked him to stop so many times. So then she says she knows his style from the paper. Thank you for defending me. I know your style because you wrote that poem. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I paid Connor to write my stuff. And then she grabs invisible is literally a scene where she like you see her grab the actor and then they pan to the next scene and she is like fisticuffs dragging someone along with her awful but there's no one there there's no yeah. one there. awful 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 and then um it looks weird because she's just having a full-on conversation with herself then um jamie gets credit for the dance and the whale and everyone at the dance is like oh, and so is and she's like what and so her friends are pissed and then so she gets honored for like thanks for like doing this because it was her idea pre-book, and then now it's like everyone hates her. So she gets flowers, and everyone is booing her, and is is standing on the stage next to her, being like, uh, giving her like really bad advice of like, tell everyone that you're great, and blah blah blah, and like she's listening to it, and it's like really bad. Is sucks. And then um, we had seen that the friends filled the whale with save the whale flyers, and and seaweed. seaweed. And uh, she stops them because Iz said she could be a hero again. She's like, if you stop them from pulling the thing, then you're going to be the hero that everyone wanted. Like if you they didn't rat get on covered. them. Yeah. yeah. They, they didn't get covered in seaweed. And she does. And she apologizes to everyone. She makes sure they don't, don't pull it. But you know what she does? She pulls it herself. And then they're all friends again because she apologizes. She runs to Connor. He's getting picked up by his brother. They hold hands. Val, they kiss. In front of the hot brother. Oh, I want to kiss the hot brother. <laughs> then, then they go back to the dance. Lenny, he's back. His guitar, it's magic. He is in the live band. He's singing. He's playing the guitar. And then they all bring the entire school to the pizza parlor. And Lenny is th- like throws his jacket and had some seaweed on it from the seaweed that fell from the whale. And that is 
how the seaweed gets on the pizza. Now, um, I had this written here and Val obviously didn't know because we don't take notes together. But what I didn't mention this entire time is throughout the entire movie, dad is trying some shit ass pizza. And he's like, let's try this. And everyone's like, this is gross. Let's try this. And this is gross. And so the fact that the seaweed ended up on the pizza, mom just took it out. And then everyone goes, Mmm. Yeah. Also, my reference for this, that's not Doug, is holes at the very end where the onions and the peaches ended up and we get sploosh. And it was just a right. random occurrence. Um, I don't smell anything. <laughs> I love the movie so much. Um, and then so we get seaweed pizza, which is seemingly going to save. Val really liked that. She really I don't smell anything. <laughs> the way you said it. That's how she says it. I know. It's just so it's, okay, add that to my list of impressions I can do. <laughs> and then it's her and Henry Winkler. I don't uh, smell anything. <laughs> um, and then you guys are not, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. She writes a book. How my journal became a best-selling novel. But the best part of this movie was that once I stopped watching it, Disney Plus recommended that I watch Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) 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 That was the best part. Um, And that was read it and weep. No, I didn't. I watch it two times a year, once during Halloween and once during Christmas. And so it was too early. Fair enough. Okay, you know, what was more fun, watching the movie or listening to me do it? Listening to you do it. Thanks, Val. That was nice. <laughs> um, are you, do you, is there anything else that you would like to say or shall we be no. <laughs> Let's bingo so we can bing get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay, Al, why don't, why don't you start? Thanks, Val. One hit wonder. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No. I mean, unless there's like a Daniel Panabaker song in there that. Mm, let me see real quick. Uh, now I'm second guessing myself. Okay. Oh, there <gasps> is a song. So, okay. There's a few. There's a song by Jordan Pruitt. Oh, I, yes. There was a yes. song. And it was called uh, Outside Looking In. Mm-hmm. There was also a song performed by Nick Whitaker, <gasps> her older brother, Lenny. Yeah. Uh, which was called I Will Be Around. And then there was another song performed by Drew Seeley, <gasps> the voice of Troy Bolton in High School Musical 1, mm-hmm. uh, called Join the Party. So I would say any or all of those qualify. Yeah. Marking it. Wow, I was quick to judge. <laughs> um, okay, breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera? Surprisingly, no, given the fact that she was like hallucinating the entire Yeah, it's thing. kind of surprising that she didn't do that. Yeah. Okay, holiday themed. Nah. Nah. Clunky metaphor. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like the whole journal slash imaginary friend being her inner yeah. voice, like her inner self, um, I would say is a um, metaphor. Yeah. Also, the whale kind of crashing down is kind of like a metaphor for. Yeah. She's like her. about to like ruin everything. She's like, yeah. yeah. Parents who just don't get it. Not really. I think her parents are kind of cool. Yeah. And even Steven's dad is hot. I don't know if I agree with that, but they're cool. <laughs> I never really found him very good looking. Oh, I think he's cute. See, he's my Jack Black. That's fair. That's fair. Now you have to keep in the stuff about the holiday. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, Cool non-parent adult. Hot brother. Hot brother. Yes, for sure. Okay. Someone too famous for a TV movie. No. No. Competition to resolve central problem. No. No. A montage sequence. Yes. Yes. There's at least one, but I think there's more than one. Um, Cliché villains. I mean, yeah. Myrna Sawyer. Myrna 
slash Sawyer also like is, is, is kind of a, yeah like her mind her mind is the villain yeah her Dang, like devil dude, on her that's shoulder that's deep mm-hmm. clothes or items you owned yes yeah I had two things okay right at the very beginning of the movie she uses a electric pencil sharpener I still have it and her brother's stereo is the exact same one I had cool yeah um I had side bangs. I also had side bangs. I had side bangs way beyond when I should have had side bangs. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Ooh, boy. Um, okay, so here's what my thought process is. Obviously, neither one of us particularly liked this movie. However, when we ran auditions for about 90 people for Improvised Decom, more than one person said this was their favorite movie. And then I reacted like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that one. I know better um, <laughs> So I'm a little mixed on this one. I, I'm going to go with 43. Wrong, 58. Well, at least we get the square. Happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. She gets her smooch. She gets a smooch. Speaking, Speaking of, of smooches. Almost kissing. Yes. There has the to be an to almost kissing. kiss to get a real kiss. <laughs> Someone who became famous. Danielle. Yeah. Uh, betraying of one's real friends or values. Oh, yeah. One hundo. Oh, yeah. Hi. Belle, your childhood crush. Yes. Jason yes. Dolly. Yay. I love him. I don't know him. <laughs> uh obviously bad special effects or stunts not really i mean there wasn't really really any like stunt yeah i mean even like the seaweed falling down like it looked a little silly but like i think it was meant to like Mm -hmm. i don't think it was because they just didn't get the setup right or something like that so yeah it was fine Mm -hmm. disney channel star jason dolly and the panamakers yeah yeah and dad and dad he was a Disney Channel star musical number yeah we both forgot but then remembered but then there were yes magic not really i mean unless you count her hallucinating and talking to herself yeah it's kind of i mean but that's head science magic yeah i don't think i don't know if that's okay magic Someone says the title of the movie. No. No, but I will right now. Read it and weep. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. <laughs> Thank you. Scooby Dude. Uh kind of? Yeah. She figures it out, sort of. Yeah. Okay. The heroes create the problem. Yup. Yeah. She their carelessness. She ca- creates all of the problem, the first problem, and then all of the subsequent problems. And lastly, but not leastly, lead is a fish out of water. 100%. Yep. The whole time. Okay. One, two. Hey, Belle, we got two bingos. Wow. I thought we were definitely not going to get any. You were wrong. We have our middle line, clothes or items you owned, Rotten Tomatoes 40 to 60, Happily Ever After, Almost Kissing Someone Who Became Famous. And our fourth column over, we've got Clunky Metaphor, Montage Sequence, Almost Kissing, Disney Channel Star, and The Heroes Create the Problem. Wow. Wow. We're back, baby. One bingo for each pan of baker. One bingo for each member of (laughs) D-Commentaries. Yep, that's right. We've got a game today, and the game the game is I'm gonna tell you a story about my diary <laughs> as a child. Seriously? Yes. Val, did you write in a diary? So I am the type of person who has a bunch of aspirational diaries mm. of which the first one to five pages are filled out, and then nothing yeah after that now this is going to be a story i've only told i've literally only told one person this it's well, right it's ryan now i'm telling everyone because when i get famous everyone's gonna listen to this yeah true um 
when Taylor Swift comes to your phone. When Taylor Swift comes to my podcast, we're going to spike in 400%. (laughs) So I had a crush on a boy in seventh grade. This is this the wrestler? This is the wrestler? Uh-huh. <gasps> okay, so you know, you guys know about the wrestler, mm-hmm. my lanky wrestler. And we had all hung out at a fair by my house, and I had like bought a smoothie, and he sipped out of the smoothie, and me, crazy, dried out that straw. No. And put the straw in my diary. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) so bad. And this is why, everyone, I'm alone. This is why I'm alone and I'm okay with it. And that's why my wrestler will never love me back. Wow. That is quite something else. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So in in lieu of a game, you get my secrets. <laughs> Read it and wait. <laughs> oh, Val, I missed you. I missed you, I even though I saw you yesterday. You. I saw you yesterday. I saw you Sunday. I saw you <laughs> <laughs> oh, a couple weeks ago. Friday before. Jeez. Jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> yeah, we've been up in each other's business. Hanging out. Um, okay, Val, what are we watching next? We are watching Return to Halloween Town. Ooh. Now, okay, is this the one with KJB? No. Yeah, this is the first one in Sarah Paxton. Yeah. This is the controversial one. Right. Wow. I'm excited. It's going to be something. It's going to be a thing. Yep. Her and Lucas Graybeal. Uh, yeah, and hopefully there won't be another strike. So we can actually. Uh, Val, I thought you said Shrek. And I was like, why don't you want another Shrek? (laughs) It's like, no, we all want more Shrek. No, we can have as many Shreks as Thank you. You hear that, DreamWorks? All right. Well, like, subscribe, tell a friend. We're back. Guess who's back, back, back. It's us, us, us. The commentary. All right. Well, this has been great. I'm so glad we're back. Yep. We're back. I just do whatever I can to make Val laugh at the end of this. (laughs) Bye, Val. Bye, Val. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.